Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. Hi everyone, John Paul here and welcome to Leadership Revealed. Now the title of this podcast is How to Deal When You Get Called Out. Now what do I mean by getting called out? It's quite simply when somebody on Facebook will say that you're talking a load of crap, your customer service is horrific, your product or services aren't worth what I paid for them. Um, whatever it is, it's not nice to be called out. Now this recently just happened to me. Now I'm not going to go into the details of it um, because it's actually not relevant, but it's just to give you um, a little bit of context around it. So it was on one of the property forums. Somebody, quite a few people had recommended me. Somebody had asked for um, somebody that did uh, manage properties in a specific area. Quite a lot of people, about eight, nine, maybe a dozen people said, go to John Paul, awesome, great, excellent, excellent. One person saw this as his opportunity in life to come on there and to try and talk shit about me, try and talk trash. But that is his right. That is his freedom of speech that he can do that. The unfortunate thing was, for me, is 90% of it is actually untrue. And the 10% of it that is true has got some context around it, which even though what he said was true, we would still do again because of the context he conveniently forgot to omit. And by the way, that's as much as I'm going to say. So the first thing I wanted to do was absolutely come on there and go, rah, 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 you're full of shit, you're a dickhead, I can't stand you, you're an arsehole, meters around the back for a good old dust-up. You can't do that. You literally cannot do that. And there are five things I want to talk to you about. So these are five little tips and tricks and techniques that if you follow them, it will allow you to calm down, compose an answer, and come across efficiently, professionally, and probably win the day in terms of how you, how you come across and, and move on from there. But I just before I get into those five things, I just want to say this happens a lot more than you might think. This will happen as soon as you stick your head up above the parapet in business, in life in general, people will take pot shots at you. Now, it could be down to a couple of things. It could be down to the fact that you did screw up. And we've done this several times, many occasions we mess up. We mess up every single day of the week, every single month of the year, based on the size of our business. Sometimes they're not very serious and we can we can put them right straight away with an apology or something else. Sometimes it gets a little bit further and it has to escalate to me, um, for me to put it right. But that's business. Anybody who says they never made a mistake in business is either a liar or they don't own a business because it's a fact of life and we're going to do it. Especially if you're dealing property and you're an estate agent or a letting agent and you're dealing with emotion, tenants, landlords, applicants, vendors. There's a lot of people involved, a lot of moving parts. And the, the, the thing with property is it is the most emotional and largest asset acquisition or disposal you're probably ever going to like and make in your life. Obviously, you've got businesses and sales and stuff, but that isn't a day-to-day -day transaction. Property is a much more common transaction, much more frequent. So it could be that it's an absolute load of BS and it's just somebody trying to get their own back on you. It could be that they just, they've got a lack of self-awareness. Now, I find the majority of people who make complaints that are unfounded are very, very uh, lack of self-aware. They're not very self-aware of their own surroundings and everything else that goes along with, with them. Now, the reason is they can see their point of view, but they can't see anybody else's. Now, serial complainers, 
serial people who make serial issues and complaints about services or products, this is your typical person who lacks self-awareness. Because it's always everybody's fault. It's never theirs. It's always the world is against me. I had a bad meal at Pizza Hut. I ordered the wrong thing at Argos, but the, you know it came out and it was wasn't my fault. It was their fault. Castledana rubbish because they put a tenant in and he never paid his rent, even though I approved them. So I'm blaming Castledane. It's always everybody else's fault, and you get you get the drift. So the five reasons. So again, I'm going to use this chapter as a bit of context. So when he came out and he he said he called me a liar, I think he called me a thief. He, he really, really sort of. He didn't pull no punches and he really sort of nailed into me, so to speak, and he called me worse than worse than muck. So again, first thing you want to do is, is absolutely rip his head off verbally and sometimes physically, but you can't do that. You cannot do that. We can't go back as much as what might be nice. You can't go back to the caveman days. You've got to be professional about this because um, making a mistake and having a complaint made against you isn't the end of the world. I've seen and I've been involved in where we have turned a complaint round in such a positive manner that not only has the person come back and either said, fair play, either other people have turned around and said, do you know what, I want to use their services. So here's an example. There's on a, there's a Facebook group um, in our local town, Peter Lee, have you say, and effectively people just want to know what time Asda opens, what's the best takeaway, why the taxis are running late, and it's just 25,000 people just go in there complain. Sometimes somebody will say about Castledean don't do repairs, or I've had somebody chasing my rent for Castledean, or whatever. So we used to just ignore them. But what happened was that that built up, that animosity and that tribal mentality where people just jumped on and said, yeah, Castledean crap, yeah, this, yeah, John Paul's that. And we ignored them. It never it never helped the situation. So then we started going on and answering them. And on a couple of occasions, in fact, more than one, several occasions, where we've gone back, give a very professional response, added context to it, given the whole um, side of the story with that person's permission. Um, and a good way to say that is, um, you know, the complainer, say they're called Fred. Dear Fred, uh, thanks for your feedback on this public forum. Um, can we, have we got your permission to give the whole side of the story so it adds balance and people can make their own minds up based on that? Now, most of the time, they say no. And then we would say, well, I think because you said no, that gives everybody, you know, adds the context they all need to see or it says a lot more than what you might, you've said. So again, it's sort of saying to people, Right, well, why would he not want us to, to give the full balance or to give the full context of the story if he's not confident in his side of the story? So we've done that on a number of occasions and turned them around, and we get contacted by landlords or other tenants saying, well played, Castledean, see what you did there, that was excellent. And on a couple of occasions, we actually picked up business because they said, well, look, at least I know now that you're not going to take any crap from the tenants and you're going to act with the best of intentions and you've got honour and you've got value, that type of thing. So getting back to it, the five things. The first thing you must do when somebody calls you out, especially on social media, is keep calm and take five minutes. Now, five minutes might not sound like a long time, but it's long enough for you to calm down. If you're in an office, get up and walk outside. If you're working from home, go in the garden. If you can't go outside, just take a walk around the communal areas or go have a sit down elsewhere. Get yourself and take yourself out of the situation and chill out. Try and think about something else. Do not think about the issue of being called out. It's difficult. I know that. I've been there. I've done it. I've got the T-shirt. It's very hard to, to sort of separate. Um, somebody's just called me out on social media too. I need to answer it straight away. But you must keep calm. And more importantly, take five minutes. It's amazing how calmer you can be and how much more you can see the whole situation 
in a short period of time, such as five minutes. Second thing is leave emotion out of it. Very Again, very easier said than done because emotionally you're at a heightened state. You want to absolutely go berserk on this man or woman and call them worse than muck and say, it wasn't me, you're a liar, you're a thief. You cannot argue with somebody on their level. You, you cannot. You know, so you've got to take emotion out of it, look at the facts. Again, in previous podcasts, we've talked about manage on, on performance, not emotion. It's exactly the same as this. Respond on facts, not emotion. So take emotion out of it. The third thing is you need to be professional. And believe it or not, you need to thank them because they have given you feedback. Now, again, it could be 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10, even 9 out of 10 times, it's a load of rubbish. But that 1, 2 or 3 times out of 10, it actually will be some feedback that you can utilize in your business to make you better. Now, they should have gone through the correct channels. If they wanted to make a complaint, they should have gone to you so you're fully aware of it. They could have gone to the ombudsman, so that could have been uh, a final decision could have been made. Either way, if they've just gone straight on social media, it says a lot more about them than you. But the fact is, you could also say, look, thanks for the feedback. I'm not aware of this. I need to go back and, and get some facts and come back to you. Please, can you email me at this? Or please, can you give me a ring at this? So we can get to the bottom of this and sort this issue as quick as we can. So those types of things where you're not aware of it, that's a response you could go for. Well, this chap, um, I've actually given him a final response and I've referred him to the property ombudsman, which he's chosen not to, to take it that far, which that's on him. I'm, I'm fully aware of the situation. So again, I thanked him. I said, I'm really disappointed that you've come on here because I, th I believe we've sorted it and I've explained it time and time again. Although I am happy to explain it again, please give me a ring. So I thanked him. I was professional and I thanked him. You need to stay factual and stay on point. Now, this sort of relates to the emotion um, sort of tip I give. But facts, facts, facts. You can't argue with facts. If people get offended with facts, well, guess what? They're just offended. There's nothing wrong with being offended. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I do not believe in the fact you cannot offend people. You cannot and should not be offended with facts. If somebody says to me, John, you're fat, if it's a fact, I can't get offended at it. I can't get offended at them. I would be pissed off at myself, but let myself get into that physical state for somebody to be allowed to call me fat or overweight. But I can't get offended at a fact. And it's the same with here. If you stay on point and you're very factual and you say, well, you took four weeks to re um, return our call. You didn't do this. You didn't do that when you said you would. So therefore, this happened or that happened or you lost the property or you lost the opportunity. They can't get offended with that. It's just being offended. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, the last one, this sounds really, really weird, but I've put be Victorian in your response. Now, what do I mean by be Victorian? Have you ever seen those Victorian movies, those Victorian films where it's stiff up the lip, where we're, we're going to run into battle and no matter what, we've got that, that English integrity, no matter what happens, no matter what they say, do, shooting at us, the musket balls are going, the cannonballs are whizzing past our ears, we still go in with a stiff British upper lip and we don't let ourselves get pulled down to their level. That's what I mean by this. No matter what they say, thanks for the feedback, thanks for your comment, we always welcome feedback, looking forward to getting into this, looking forward to getting this resolved, hope that understands it, if you need us, I'm here for you. All those types of Victorian responses where you know, let's be honest, you know it's winding them up a little bit just because of how professional and Victorian you're coming across. Do that. Not only does it give you a higher integrity and a higher level of professionalism, if I'm completely honest, I'm getting a little bit of good feeling knowing that it's pissing them off a little bit. 
because I'm being incredibly professional. If they wanted to drag me down to their level, to the, the, the depths of where they are and argue, then guess what? Nobody wins. And I come across as much of a dickhead as they come across. But if I'm Victorian in my response, nobody can turn around and say I lost it. No one can turn around and say I was unprofessional. They might turn around and say you were overly professional, but I've never had a complaint about being overly professional or not one that I would I would go against. It's not a bad thing to be called overly professional. So five things. Keep calm and take five minutes. Incredibly important. Second one is leave emotion out of it. Never respond when you're in that emotional state. You need those five minutes to calm yourself down. Be professional and thank them. Because again, if it's one of the two, three, four times where you are in the wrong, or you can see areas where you can develop and improve, then they've given you valuable feedback to make your business better. Stay factual and stay on point. Don't stray away from it. If they've asked you a specific question, answer it. Don't be a politician. Don't skirt around the houses and and try and get out of it by answering three of the four questions. If the fourth one you were wrong, say that you were wrong. Admit it and move on. By not answering questions to the reader, it does one of two things. One, it really aggravates them even more. Or two, by not answering it, it shows that you're avoiding the question and that you're wrong anyway. They'll naturally assume you're wrong. And then the last one is be Victorian in your response. British stiff upper lip, no matter what they say or do, do not get dragged down to their level and just be incredibly professional at all times. I hope that's helped, guys, how to deal when you get called out. Um, And, yeah, just look forward to speaking to you next time on Leadership Revealed. Leadership Revealed.